Charlemagne the God of the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're you know they're listening to the Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yesterday was a very draining day. The reason it was a very draining day because I finally got to go see Avengers Infinity War. Oh, was it? Was it worth everything and what everybody was talking about? I thought so. I thought it was really good. I left feeling depressed and started to call my therapist, but I feel like if I had caught her talking about Thanos, she'd have immediately put me on meds. I have no idea who Thanos is, do you, ye? Thanos. No, I have no idea. Oh, you better get his name right if you know what I know. I don't know what you know, right. sir. Before you fade to dust. I have Black Panther to protect me. Fade to me. beige dust. Oh, you think so? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> and then there's Batman who will protect me. Oh, shut up. No, I'm not even talking to you. I have no idea. Angela, how, was, how was your night, Angela? Uh, my night was good. Actually, t- yesterday was the first day I stayed in the house. I didn't go back outside once I went home all day. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the spring cleaning thing, so I've been trying to purge my house of all these unnecessary things. It's a very long process, but it's almost done. A lot of people get divorces during the spring. Really? Why? Yeah, okay. spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. Absolutely. You got to clean people out of your life. No, you just made that up. I was like, I, I was like <laughs> that doesn't seem I like an argument. just made that stat up, you know? Actually, I think the biggest time that people break up is around the holidays. They said it's very stressful for people with family and finances. Mm. Yeah, and, and you dating girls that you really didn't want to uh, actually commit to. So once the holidays come, you've been smashing for but a few months. I think even with marriages, not just that. Oh, Okay. That's when you find out you're the um, side piece. Well, yesterday, yesterday my detox was over, so Guy and I were on a 30-day detox. It's to cleanse our body, make sure that everything on the inside is working properly and working right, and recharging myself. So we went to Fair, Fairway. Is it Fairway? Mm-hmm. Fairway. We went to Whole Foods, and we went to Trader Joe's and just got all type of food, and we cooked last night for the family. Y'all went to all three places? All three, because there's, wow. there's a little bit of everything that we like <laughs> at each spot. So What's wrong? The grocery stores don't carry everything y'all like? Those are grocery stores. Those are, grocery stores. Like, I don't those are three different ones. I couldn't Why? go to three different grocery stores. <laughs> nah. One is draining y'all enough. Y'all bougie. <laughs> nah, we just, it was certain things, like... Certain places had salmon, the fresh salmon, so we had to get fish from Ned. And certain places had more of the uh, the seasonings that we like. Rich beige skin. Well, we were cooking and, and buying food, so that's what we did. We did that last night, and my anniversary is coming up on Mother's Day. It's the same day as Mother's Day, so I'm trying to plan something. But I hate going out on Mother's Day. I hate going out on yeah, Valentine's Mother's Day. Is, day. Is, I think I one of the it. worst days to go out. Is bad. Mother's Day and Valentine's May thirteenth. Take your mama to Red Lobster, man. Well, the thing is, you know is when you go Mother's Red Day, it's always crowded. I know. And the food is never really good on Mother's Day because they just trying to get people in and out to make as much money as possible. So I'm trying to do something creative where, you know, we can still enjoy the food. Why don't food. you cook? I ain't that man, nice. Make you see what re- happened when I cooked? I know. You see what happened when I cooked? <laughs> make a reservation for your mom at Red Lobster or Golden Corral, man. Well, Call it a day. Nah, it's, it's always too Definitely got to take it to IHOP for breakfast on Mother's Day, man. Nah. Take advantage of that senior menu. Nah, I got it. Well, you know it would be nice if you just get some sandwiches together and go have a picnic outside. My mama don't want no picnic. 
that's overrated for my mama now. She'd be like, all right, it's enough, enough now. You got a playlist together. Nah. Yeah, mama too old to be laying down on the ground, <laughs> hitting down on her <laughs> knees in the grass in yeah. some goddamn park for a sandwich. You can yeah. some chairs. Yeah. All right, well, I got to figure it out. Well, today, this morning on the show, Royce to 5'9 will be joining us, of Royce. course. He was in the group Slaughterhouse. Rapping ass Royce. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it with Royce. And, and don't forget with Eminem. Yes, he was with Eminem. He did a group with Eminem, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and we have two new family members that are joining us this morning. We got two new markets? Yeah. Uh, one, one market, okay. It's on two different stations. Who we got? Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's WYGRX1949 and also WYGRAM1530, the pulse of the city. Good morning, guys. Welcome Shout to the family. Grand Rapids. Yeah, drop on the clues bombs with Floyd Mayweather. He's uh, birthplace is Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm surprised you read that so well, Envy. What? No. Why? Why? Grand Rapids. Salute the Grand Rapids. That's what I said. All right. Anyway, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about, you? Man, imagine if you went to a restaurant and they asked you to prepay for your food. I'll we'll tell right. you what happened. All right. We'll talk about it next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news now. NBA recap game one. Boston beat Philly last night, 117 101. Really? Yeah, tonight the Cavs play the Raptors and the Warriors play the Pelicans. Boston is going to be really good when uh, Kyrie Irving comes back next year and uh, who's it, Gordon Hayward? Mm hmm. But they're really good now, so they're going to be even better. Now, let's talk about this Toronto restaurant. Yes, a restaurant in Toronto, Hongxing Chinese Restaurant, has been accused and actually had to pay $10,000 Canadian dollars to a black customer because they were the only four black people in the restaurant. Four of them came in together. They were celebrating Emil Wickham's 28th birthday, and they were told to prepay. Now, according to the restaurant, they said they had seen an influx of dine and dash incidents and asked customers who weren't regulars to prepay, but they didn't feel like that uh, was potentially right. So they went around and asked other patrons in the restaurant, were you asked to prepay? And no one else was asked to prepay besides these four people that were black. And so they actually ended up getting awarded uh, 10,000 Canadian dollars because they were racially profiled in this incident. Now, the restaurant says that they will appeal. What they are saying is that management has changed and they do have deep concern over the situation. They said there's a number of sensitivities and considerations about the situation. And for that reason, they said its uh, outcome is under appeal by legal representatives. Oh, but even if uh, even if they can somehow prove that it wasn't racially motivated. How do you justify me having to prepay for my food? Right, no one else. They said because they uh, made people who were not regulars prepay, but they asked everyone else in the restaurant and no one else had been asked to do that. If you had to prepay at every place you're not a regular, you'd be prepaying all the goddamn time. Absolutely. That sounds sounds crazy. And what if your service is bad? Or what if you want to get something? It's just ridiculous. I can't think of no restaurant I'm a regular at. Like, I'm a regular at the barbershop. I remember sometimes cab drivers, they would try to make you prepay. Now we have, you know, Ubers and Lyft and stuff. But before we had that, if you were black, they might ask you to prepay before they take you. Now, depending where you're at in New York, I don't mind that Back in the day. Come on. Now. That ain't no, fair. Come that on. Regardless. Stop. That Come on. Fair. How many people used to jump out of cabs back in the day in New York? Nah. That was a thing. That, that could be right. the thing. I'm not even from here, thing. and I know that was a thing. Nah, but you can't do that. Okay. That's yeah, like, they can say this ask? is the thing. Yeah. What do you mean, who do you ask? Like, do you ask only certain passengers? You can't. No, nah, you just don't pick them up like they used to. You just drive right past these Negroes. All right. Well, speaking <laughs> of that, 103 Uber drivers have been accused of sexual assault or abuse, according to a CNN investigation. And that's just what they were able to uncover in this investigation. They said they 
there's probably many more overall incidents of sexual assault than the 103 cases that the CNN investigation found. But what they said is the majority of the people that they found were inebriated. These women were raped or attacked um, as they had been drinking or they were inebriated at the time of the incidents. And you think when you call an Uber and you're about to get an Uber, that's a safe way for you to get home. You're not driving yourself. But it turns out uh, not so safe at all. And it's what about they're to be saying, a great segue is that Uber has been trying to cover up these cases. Now, when you sign up for Uber, you agree to its terms, which includes resolving any claim on an individual basis in arbitration. So there's no way to tell how many people uh, have been actually assaulted. Come on, Uber drivers. You're not going to get a good star rating if you sexually assault a woman while she's in your car inebriated. Come on, Man, now. but imagine how scary that is. Uh, one woman talks about how she woke up and she was at home the That's next crazy. morning with her pants and underwear on the floor after she went out to a bar with her friend. The Uber driver allegedly carried her into her apartment, threw her onto the bed, and sexually assaulted her. By the way, that wow. is very dangerous. Like, you know, you think you're doing the right thing because you're putting your friend in an in a Uber mm-hmm. or something because right. she's intoxicated, but you're just putting her in the car with a stranger while she's inebriated. Exactly. They said it's like hitchhiking with strangers. You could get assaulted. Now watch this segue. Ooh. All right, and Harrison Snyder, who is no. one of the jurors in the Bill Cosby oh. case, appeared on Good you Morning America. You want to say Bill Cosby first, huh? Go ahead. Yeah. He appeared on Good Morning America yesterday and talked about what led him to finding Bill Cosby guilty. Here's what he had to say. I think it was his deposition, really. Ms. Cosby admitted to giving these quaaludes to women, young women, in order to have sex with them. But when you entered the room for the first time, were you sure that he was guilty? No. Hearing everyone's comments about certain pieces of evidence and going through the different counts. What did you know about the allegations prior to becoming a juror in the case? I didn't know anything. Lie. I don't watch the news ever. So I didn't even know what he was on trial for. That's Stop a lie. It. That's a big lie. Impossible. That's a lie. You had, you, that, you had no clue Bill Cosby was being accused of rape and sexual assault and all that other That's stuff. He had Stop no it. idea. You must have just came home from jail. <laughs> Even if he was in jail, he probably he had to know. It was everywhere. So basically, he said that Bill Cosby told on himself. Yeah, he said uh, listening to the deposition from before is what really led him to believe that, it, you know, his own words is I, what sealed his fate. I tell you what, all you rappers will be giving girls all these prescription drugs, and y'all be getting zooted out your mind and passing out, and y'all be sleeping zooted. with these women when they high <laughs> on Molly and Perks and whatever else. Y'all better be very careful, okay? Make How sure about don't be, do it? He said be careful. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, make sure, you get, make sure that you're getting consent. All right. Well, that is your front page yeah, news. Just don't do it. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Eduardo. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man. Hi, how are you? I'm upset. I wanna, I wanna let it out. I wanna tell you with to stop running cars as a driver, man. What? Uh, okay. This, I, you your car needs subtitles, bro. All right, man. There ain't no all right, man. We even understand what you said. I, I, I don't know. Why do people that ne- why, why do people that you can't understand what they say and never say? You know what I'm saying? Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Pierre from Kentucky. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, got a little situation going on up here. Supposed to be getting, well, I'm getting married in 18 days and everything, but we have some little damage as far as the reception hall and whatnot because of some flooding. So instead of me using this money to come holler at you, 
uh, in two days with the Lil Wayne and Two Chains concert and everything. Now we got to redo some things and put money in to find another reception hall. You know, it's real crappy right about now. Oh, I'm sorry for you, bro. Yeah, because I'm gonna be in Kentucky this Thursday. Uh, there's a huge concert yeah, with yeah, Two yeah. Chains. Hook him up with some tickets. Hmm? Hook him up with uh-huh. some tickets. Now I ain't got no tickets. I'm DJing. They paying me man, to that DJ. That thing's probably sold out by now. Let them carry your crates. I was like, man, that would have been a nice little gift or whatnot. I was going to try to get some from somebody around her. It's a lot of promoters and stuff going on. But, yeah, man, it's kind of crappy because now we got to find new bartenders and man. all that thing. You know, we got like 18 days left. So. But I'm you're still you, getting bro. married, so congratulations. Thank you. I the, wish I had some tickets. I'd hook you up, but I don't even know the promoters, brother. Can't even get that man nothing oh, for, his, for his wedding. It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. Just, you know, wish people up here would get things together. Well, I, hopefully I get to see you on Thursday somehow, somewhere at the concert. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm still going to try to make it happen. He's going to act like he don't know you when he meets you. <laughs> no, I'm not. He's going to say I'm the dude that call. I ain't got no tickets for him, but I'm going to say what's up. I, I just, I don't really know the promoter. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Chandler from Columbus. Uh, how y'all doing? What's up, Taylor? Bow Wow's hometown. Man, get Bow Wow out of here. Bow Wow, run uh, Columbus. Trippy Red. Man, he don't, he don't run But uh, anyways, I just want my, I just turned 32 last week. My girl took me to Vegas and Florida. Had a great time. I just tagged y'all in the picture. And no, Charlemagne, I am not Dominican. We had all white and we had to do it a little different. It's Pro- you got to prove you're not Dominican, sir. I'm not Dominican, man. Trust me, I am not Dominican. We just wear all white. How many pair of white jeans do you own? Oh, my goodness. That was my first pair I bought in Vegas, man. <laughs> definitely Dominican. If you buy a pair of white jeans nah. in Vegas, you <laughs> nah, are Dominican. Then, uh, y'all, better, y'all better get Kanye West, man. You see Daz was talking about sending them uh, Crip goons out of man. So oh, I see. We're going to talk about that, that, that in was, That was sure. a bit much, bro. Jesus Christ. Oh. Now, yeah, man. I mean, don't get him. Yeah, that was a bit much. I mean, there's plenty of people I'd love to see the Crips go after. George Zimmerman, Darren Wilson, Kanye. Come on, man. That means you got to put him on every Trump support in America then. Hello, who's this? Oh, uh, yeah. This is Thomas from North Carolina. I just want to get it off my chest. I want to talk about Kanye West. And I wish he would just release an album and stop talking and being on social media. <laughs> right. I also want to talk about, I'm about to graduate soon. It's really hard for me to find a job right now. So, like, I'm really frustrated about that. What school about you to be what? You graduated high school or college? College. Okay, what school? Uh, Campbell University. Campbell like the soup. Yeah, Campbell like the soup. Got you. Well, have a good yeah. day, sir. Congratulations right, yeah, on graduation. Too. Keep looking, Thank man. You. I'm sure a job will pop up somewhere, brother. I doubt it, but oh, come on, do your thing. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Kevin, Boston. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Uh, Marvel last night. I saw Infinity World last night. Me too, bro. And uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm a little depressed. I started to call my therapist yesterday, but I know if, uh, if I'd have started talking to her about Thanos, she'd have put me on meds. Well, it was 11 o'clock at night when I got home, so I had to get online. I went to the I gym. Like, you know what? <laughs> and some nerds, uh, I got onto a nerd network when we talked about Marvel. And, you know, they made me realize a couple oh, of things. Boy. Well, I know. Well, first of all, let's not give anything away, even though after uh, Avengers reaches a billion dollars, we're going to give all the spoilers. But, you know, come on. If you if you read the comic books, all right. is not lost, sir. Yeah. But I still... Uh, Angela Lee, you're fine, girl. Fine, it's fine. it's ye. It's ye. Everyone and, does this Angela Lee. And Black Panther will protect you. Stop saying Black Panther would protect you, because you sound stupid. I don't know what I'm saying. Let him say it. Let you him haven't say seen it. the movie. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's your name, mama? 
My name is Priscilla, hey, and Priscilla. I'm calling from Oakland, California. What's my favorite word? Priscilla. <laughs> you ain't from Oakland, then. You are crazy. Get it off You're your chest, crazy. mama. Yes, I wanted to talk about Bill Cosby. Okay. I think that he was guilty if he admitted in his transcripts that he did what he did, and he deserved to get what's coming. Okay. He definitely uh, admitted to it. I mean, we, they asked him, has he ever given a woman uh, drugs for sex? And he said yes. Oh, he said yes. that? Yeah, that's old. That's the one I was supposed to be sealed, yeah. right? Or something I like don't that? Know. Oh. Yeah, but if he did. But yeah. when you have a lot of money, it's going to keep you out of court. Mm. Well, that's that, that's why decades. I tell all these, all these kids that's out here on these Mollies and these Percocets and all these other drugs, and y'all giving women uh, drugs for sex too, bro. Y'all better be yeah. careful. You well, know what I'm well, saying? Well, Bill Cosby should definitely be in jail. He, he should definitely spend his last days in jail if, if he was drugging women. Hello, who's this? Yeah, hello. Yeah, this is Gene from Brooklyn. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Nah, man, I'm tight about that whole, you know what I'm saying, the whole uh, Uber Lyft thing going on. Well, it was Uber. I think it's dumb because, you know, most of these, um, well, all the drivers is documented. Like, they have all of the information. They got all of that, you know? So for them to do something like that, it's stupid. Like, it's, it's it's like an oxymoron. Like, you're giving this stuff away because, you know what I'm saying, they track all of that. Well, they're probably hoping that the woman don't remember. Right. Like, they know. think they're so drunk they won't have any idea what happened. How did I get yeah, home? Yeah, but what I mean is you, you got a dash cam, too. Like, a lot of us drivers, because I'm, I'm an Uber Lyft driver, so uh -huh. I got a dash cam. So anytime they try to say, oh, because I had a, a case before where somebody tried to say something, but the camera clearly showed that they left the car and I already started driving, and it showed me driving for the next few hours. All right, that's... So the job, dash cam actually helps out a lot. Right. But, Ain't no dash cam and no but Uber it, but if no Nobody reports anything happening because these women are passed out, inebriated, they might have blacked out, drunk. Mm -hmm. They have no idea to even yeah, report anything. And ain't no dash cam in Uber X, bro. And I don't mean I don't mean to knock down any of the victims. You know what I'm saying? If there are victims out there, I mean we're all human. You got some people that you know do dumb. But what I mean is like like it gets me upset because at the end of the day, like there's a way. Like for, for instance, if like you hear this stuff from Bill Cosby and all this stuff about all this rape and all this sexual molestation, all of a sudden it's happening everywhere. Now it's happening on Uber, it's happening in the press, it's happening everywhere. So I don't understand if it's just people, you know what I'm saying, just claiming it or like how the victims, you know what I'm saying, like some. No man, people is raping people. <laughs> what you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it like that. I'm saying yeah. I mean it happens, but. Come on, all of a sudden, like, all of these allegations come out, and then all of a sudden, you know, Uber gets hit with one now, you know, like... Well, no, these are these are different cases um, over the years. The CNN did a whole investigation because the, each of case is handled individually, so they these are the ones they've managed to come up with that have happened over the years. It didn't all happen at once. By the way, I've heard stuff like this before, yeah. just, like, out in the street. Like, I've, I've, known, I've known women who have uh, got into Ubers or car services, and they've been inebriated and woke up, like, with... Their clothes disheveled. That's crazy. And people always yeah. tell you, listen, get, you know, call a cab to get home or somebody puts you in a cab because they think that's the safest thing to do because at least you're not driving and not knowing that's I mean, not safe either. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the reason why I started doing it because, I mean, for me, it feels safe. I mean, I'm a good driver, but the thing is that I just find that that is, you know, it's stupid. Bro, stop making excuses for Uber drivers that be raping girls, okay? All right, bro. Just focus no, 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 on getting your I'm five not, stars. Not, not cool bye, bro, bye, bye, bye. Put some water in the goddamn Uber, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Well, yes, yeah, since we brought it up, let's talk about Kanye and Daz. Now, Daz is calling the Crips and says that Kanye is a marked man. We'll tell you exactly what he had to say. Why would you make a criminal threat like that over the internet? Come on, Daz. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. 
All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Daz from the Dog Pound has some things to say about Kanye West, and he is calling out for the Crips because he does not like the things that Kanye is saying. Here's what Daz Dillinger had to say. We all in one boat, and they're killing all of us. He jump over there and say, Master, I'm with you, Master Trump. Now, we looking at him like, what's that, what's that movie uh, Jamie Foxx was in? That's Kanye West. He the mother Samuel Jackson of the hip-hop in that movie. Sheesh. You know, you know my problem with what Kanye is doing? Black people are the only people who are told we got to love everyone. We are the only ones who are told we got to forgive our oppressor, love our oppressor. We always extending olive branches to our oppressor, but that love and empathy has never extended back to us. Well, here's what else dads had to say. Yo, national alert. All the Crips out there, y'all f*** Kanye up. Better not ever see you in concert. You better not ever see you around California. Stay in Calabasas. What's the Crip God to your God? F*** Kanye West up. Now, Dad, you went too far. They went too far. Oh, yeah, Dad, you smarter than that, all right? That's a criminal threat on someone's well-being via the internet. That's some young boy stuff, all right? <laughs> and number two, you put you put a hit from Crips on Kanye, but, but George Zimmerman and Darren Wilson and all them fools walking around here minding their business. I never heard anybody else who had threatened him. Come on now. All right, now, Kanye's mom's doctor, Jan, Dr. Jan Adams, you know, Kanye has said that he wanted to use him on his album cover, and the doctor has responded now, this, the letter is an open letter to Kanye West. He said, thank you for thinking of me for the cover of your next album. That is kind of you. I can truly say I have never been on an album cover before. I did do a product cover for Chanel Allure Cologne back in 2005, but never an album cover. Now, he goes on to say that he has to decline at this time, and he asked for a cease and desist using his photo or any image of him to promote his album. He said, I don't want to seem ungrateful. I just think that if, in fact, this conversation to love is genuine on your part, then it's inappropriate to drag the negativity of the past with it. Now, he goes on to say that there were a lot of inaccuracies in what happened at that time, what was reported. He said that Harvey told Larry King the surgery took eight hours, and that is why he knew there was a problem. But it didn't take eight hours. It took five hours. There was no problem. From a surgical standpoint, the operation was a success. Harvey was either wrong or frankly lying, and rather than correct his mistake, began to attack me and ignore the facts of the case and the most important person in the story, Donda West. He goes on to say, the official coroner's report on Donda West's death highlights the negligence of Kanye West's nurse, Following the surgery, Kanye's cousin, Stephen, uh, Stefan Scott, I don't know if it's Stephen or Stefan Scoggins. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the primary caregiver for Donda following her surgery, but left her alone because she had appeared to be better. So what he's trying to say is it was actually what happened after the surgery yeah, and he, not the actual surgery that ended up killing uh, Donda West. So he just wants to point out that it's an erroneous account of what happened. And he said for the past 10 years, he has tolerated the erroneous account of Donda's death out of respect for Kanye's mom, but he's adamant, do not mistake kindness for weakness. He said, if you want to heal, first call out the people in your own camp who knew better and persisted with the charade in order to hide their own guilt. Well, that'll help Kanye get, get some type of closure, I'm sure, right? What? Well, he's been saying like this for a long find, time. If he finds out who, what actually happened well, to his mom. Well, this doctor's been saying it for a long time. He's been saying that the, the surgery was a success. I, I begged her to stay at the hospital. She wanted to go home, mm -hmm. and they said it only took five hours, and they said and it was pretty much out of my hands. Like, mm -hmm. once she left, it, it was nothing I can do. Well, right. uh, you know, I have no problem with Kanye wanting to forgive the doctors who allegedly did that to his mom. Cool, show them love, but don't show love to people who are working overtime to marginalize minorities like yourself in this country. 
All right. So he's saying it is unknown whether medical attention could have saved her life. However, due to neglect, this opportunity was never provided. He has said, I've, I've been asked by my supervisors to express the concern that this office has regarding the care that Miss West received following her surgery and to provide you with the autopsy report and documentation. So that is his open letter. It's a lot longer than that if you want to read the entire thing. So it looks like Kanye won't be able to use a picture of Dr. Jan Adams for the cover of his album. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Michi. When we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about a restaurant that ended up having to pay 10000 Canadian dollars to some of their patrons. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, boy. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Start with the NBA game one. Boston beat Philly 117-101. That's interesting. That's man, surprising. Because, because Boston don't even have Kyrie Irving. Nope. They don't have Gordon Hayward. Nope. But they, they, they balling. That's right. The Cavs play the Raptors tonight in game one, and the Warriors play the Pelicans in game two. Now, let's talk about this Toronto restaurant. Yes, this restaurant in Toronto has been ordered to pay a black customer 10000 Canadian dollars, and that is for racially discriminating against him and his friends. Now, there, actually, the incident happened four years ago, but Emil Wickham decided that uh, he wanted to go ahead and uh, file a suit against them, and the restaurant is planning to appeal. But what happened was it was his birthday, Emil Wickham. He went to the restaurant with three of his friends. They were the only four black people in the restaurant, and the waiter asked that they pay before they were served. They complained and then they were told it was policy. He said he felt skeptical, so he asked the other people there where they asked to prepay and nobody else was. Now, according to the restaurant, they said they had seen an influx of dine and dash incidents and only asked customers who weren't regulars to prepay. How do you appeal that if you're at a restaurant, though? Because even if you say it's not racial discrimination, what was it? Well, I guess they're trying to say that uh, it also was a different management at that time. And I don't know. I have no idea what they can answer. That sounds crazy. And Instead of making them prepay, just lock the door. We can't lock the door. That's lock a fire hazard. Anyway, if there ain't no fire. And then, you know what? <laughs> Go ahead, Yee. I don't know if I would have stayed if they asked me to prepay. I think I'd have been like, I'll take my business and my money elsewhere. Yeah, you, your food got to be phenomenal. First of all, I would have to know that your food is phenomenal in order for me to prepay. Right. Have I ever prepaid for food? No. Never. Well, when you order food. Yeah, when you order food, yeah. That's it. But not when you sit down in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Bill Cosby. One of the jurors, Harrison Snyder, was on Good Morning America yesterday, and he talked about what led him to believe that Bill Cosby is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Here was his response. I think it was his deposition, really. Ms. Cosby admitted to giving these quaaludes to women, young women, in order to have sex with them. When you entered the room for the first time, were you sure that he was guilty? No. Hearing everyone's comments about certain pieces of evidence and going through the different counts. What did you know about the allegations prior to becoming a juror in the case? I didn't know anything. I don't watch the news ever. So I didn't even know what he was on trial for. Liar. You even know who Bill Cosby was. Liar. That's a lie. That's a, <laughs> that's a, a, a flat-out lie. More people associate Bill Cosby with rape more than anything else nowadays. Okay, more than the Cosby Show, more than Different World, more than Fat Album, more than the Jello. Gang. It's rape. Oh, it's Jello been gone. <laughs> Jello's way down the totem pole of things you associate Bill Cosby with. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, shoot your shot. If there's somebody you want to holler at, take a chance with, and maybe you need the Breakfast Club to help you out, and maybe you just need a little uh, confidence. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Shoot your shots next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. You have one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. We have Kyra on the line. Kyra, good morning. Morning. How you guys doing? How you doing today? Who who you want to shoot your shot with, Mama? Um, it's about this guy that I've been kind of seeing. We used to work together. His name is Tori. And um, you know, he went away for a little while. Mm-hmm. Went, went away where? Like on he vacation? Got locked out. That's or, what that means. Oh, jail. Yeah, I mean, in kind of terms. You know, he he got caught up in some stuff that he really shouldn't have been doing, and he wasn't smart enough at the moment to really, you know, take a step back. But that being said. We went away for about six months um, before we were kind of like involved and working together. And then it started to get a little bit more like he was interested in me as well. And when he went away, we started writing letters to each other. Mm -hmm. And I got to know him, like really got to know him. And I just, you know, there was a connection. There was like some chemistry there. And I want to explore more, you know. Well, what did he get locked up uh, for, if you don't mind me asking? Hmm? (laughs) <laughs> I said, what did he get locked up mm-hmm. for, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, go for it. I know you can ask anyway. So what did he get locked up He's for? He's asking. I'm asking you. I mean, he basically took, he, he was doing credit card, credit card fraud. Okay, he's a scammer. He's a friend, so he's an accomplice. Okay. Right. And, right. You know what I'm saying? So I, he, it was the first time that ever happened. Um, but, you know, I will say guys will be all up on you while they're in jail, writing letters, talking to you all the time, all in love until they come home. That's true. No, but let me tell you. Evie knows. It was real. And I feel like there was a connection there. And I would send him money once a month, $100, Mm. just to kind of help him out. Because, you know, when a brother's down. And I'm telling you, the relationship just started to, like, be something other. And it was beautiful. He'd be calling me. We'd go out. We'd go to the movies. We'd cook together. And we work together. We work at UPS. So that's how we met each other. Okay. That being said, suddenly, all of a sudden, he just kind of just went on get out on me. I haven't heard from him. Um, I don't know what's going on. And I really want to, like, see him. And I, I just don't know what's going on. Okay, well, let's you know find out. So everything was going smooth and great, and then all of a sudden now it's not. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to call him, and uh, you're going to talk, and then, you know, we'll stay here just for moral support. If you need us, we'll jump in. Cool. You ready to shoot your shot? Yeah. All, all right, let's see what happens. We'll call him when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're online with Kara. She's about to shoot her shot with Troy. All right, call him up. Hello? Hello? Yeah, who's this? It's Kara. Oh, hey. Hey, what's going on, girl? What do you mean, what's going on? Like, uh, I, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't heard from you. Like, I mean, you kind of just went Jedi on me. Well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to. Uh, I just, I had some stuff going on. I thought we were cool. Like, uh, we, we've been doing, you know, a lot. And once you left, you just kind of disappeared. Like, something happened, right? Well, I mean, I appreciate you and all you did for me, but I, I just had some, some things. Huh? Something ha- well, something happened when I was in, in jail. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. You told me everything. That well, no, I didn't tell you everything. I, I don't look. I, I don't know. I say this, so I'll just say it. So, I didn't expect it, but something happened with me and another guy. What? Wow! Oh my gosh, Troy, that was very, very wow. honest of you. What? 
Hey, Troy, this is the Breakfast Club DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. Now, what happened in jail? What? What do you What? What do you mean? Oh, okay, Cara on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Cara wanted to. She wanted to. Uh, to kind of get... shoot her shot. She really likes you a lot. She wants to know why you went ghost, and you just gave us a perfect explanation of why. But you could have at least. I'm, a, I'm on the radio. Yes, you are on the radio. I'm not talking about this on the radio. All right. Well, Troy, it's just not nice to go around not, uh, leading women on or anybody on for that matter. Oh my God. Well, it's not cool to just call somebody up on the radio. They don't know they're on the radio. That's not cool either. Touche. But let me ask you this, though, Troy. What? You still there? Do yeah, you I'm do you like there. men and women, or you only like men? I'm just I'm just trying to figure stuff out. Okay, I don't know what's going on right now completely. No, no. Because Kara, maybe he likes both. Ill. Now, were you forced in jail, or no? This was this is something that you wanted to do and try. I'm not talking about this, oh, you sorry. guys, on the radio. Sorry, it's not your business. You're right. All right, we will mind our business. Was it romantic at least? I'm just curious. Dude, what did I just say? Ew. All right, I'm just just curious. I mean, you were in jail and now you you you're, you don't you don't she's you know you don't yeah, like her. Really what am I missing, man? Yeah. What's happening? Um, this guy she was trying to shoot a shot, but she just found out that in jail he was he turned gay. Oh, or maybe he well, was always you, gay. Did you turn gay? Or did you get he raped? He might have always been gay. I said I'm figuring some stuff out. Did you turn gay? Or did you get raped? Oh, Dude, I'm not talking. I can't handle this. I cannot handle this. This is like fingers up. I, I don't want to hear That's this. That's what he said. Well, the thing is, he per- he prefers, he, <laughs> he, he, he likes men. He He's either. trying to figure it out. I so hear it. I, I'm, I'm sorry I made this phone call. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I really so- can't. I'm so- well, best of luck to I'm you, Kara. Best out. of luck to you, Troy. But at least, you know, in the future, don't lead anybody on. I wasn't Thank leading you, anybody on. Things happen. I, look, I don't want to talk. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you, guys. And I'm, I'm sorry this didn't work out, Carl. And Troy, I mean, good luck. All right. That was Shoot Your Shot. When we come back, we have rumors on the way, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are The Breakfast Club. You know, my, my four-year-old daughter just hit me and said, Dad, uh, can you not order me chicken fingers and french fries every day for lunch? Can you give me some variety? She, she's right. Yeah. She, you should be getting something healthy. Oh, every single day, fries the every same day. thing? Yeah, well, sometimes it's grilled chicken. Sometimes it's... it's she likes chicken. I don't oh. know. He's a kid. Apparently, she wants some variety. All right. Well, I'm going to get her some variety. Well, she wants to tap into her black side. Because y'all are Dominican. So, you know what I'm saying? So you get, get the girl some, some more variety. We're not Dominican. But she's four. It shouldn't matter. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, the women of color of Time's Up one uh, have started already, as we told you, this whole hashtag Mute R. Kelly online campaign. Now, they want Live Nation and Sony Music to cancel his tour dates and drop him from his recording contract. They want RCA Records to cut ties with him as well. And uh, people that um, are part of this movement include Ava DuVernay. It includes Shonda Rhimes, Journey Smollett-Bell. Yes, Charlotte. I'm excited that this is happening. Uh, cause, Finally. You know, I've been telling y'all R. Kelly is trash, but, like, why now? Like, what what, what prompted all of this? What made this happen immediately? Well, there are a lot moment? of women who have been speaking out, and there was a whole documentary on BBC about R. Kelly, and women have been telling their stories, and we saw that happen in BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. And so I think with all of these stories coming to the forefront, people who are... are uh, being brave enough to explain what happened to them, this might have really put the We've fire. been watching R. Kelly do this for 20 plus Long years. Time. The man has called himself the Pied Piper, a guy that led little kids out of a village via music never to be seen from again. You see how songs. long it takes, though. You see what happened with Harvey Weinstein for decades. The guy Cosby. had a tape. Cosby for decades. 
But, but I'm not even talking. I'm just talking. R. Kelly had a tape. But they, he was this found man, not guilty for that tape. This man wrote a song for the 15 year old girl that he married called "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number." I never understood why people still supported R. Kelly. I never understood that. All right. Well, a lot of people don't understand it. So now the women of color at Time's Up are demanding appropriate investigations and inquiries into the allegations of R. Kelly's abuse made by women and their families for more than two decades now. So they said the recent court decision against Bill Cosby is one step toward addressing these ills, but it is just a start. We call on people everywhere to join with us to insist on a world in which women of all kinds can pursue their dreams free from sexual assault, abuse, and predatory behavior. And I promise you, if you see a woman defending R. Kelly on social media, if you click on her profile pic, she's probably fat and black and from the South. I'm telling you, I promise you. All right, let's not fat shame people. No, I ain't fat shame, no, but why is now, that fat shame when I describe somebody? R. Kelly, his people have responded, and here is the response from R. Kelly. R. Kelly supports the pro-women goals of the Time's Up movement. We understand criticizing a famous artist is a good way to draw attention to those goals, and in this case, it is unjust and off-target. We fully support oh, the rights sure. of women to be empowered to make their own choices. Time's Up has <clears> neglected <throat> to speak with any of the women who welcome R. Kelly's support, and it has rushed to judgment without the facts. You know what else is on target? Go watch, watch that. that sex tape and watch him uh, allegedly pee on that 13-year-old girl. You can't watch the okay. sex tape. Watching the sex That's tape is against the law. It's child and pornography. I got an old tweet where I said, one day this generation is going to discover that R. Kelly's sex tape, and it's going to be a wrap for him. Soon it will become clear Mr. Kelly is a target of a greedy, conscious, and malicious oh, conspiracy God. to demean him, his family, and the women with whom he spends his oh, time. God. We saw the tape, sir. Okay, you married a 15-year-old girl, sir. And now, R. <laughs> Kelly, we told you about his show in Chicago getting canceled, and he has another show coming up, uh, I believe, in North Carolina, and they're calling for that show to get canceled as well. It's going to be in um, Greensboro, at Greensboro Coliseum Complex. Now, here is what R. Kelly said. We played this for you yesterday, but we'll play it again. First of all, I want to apologize to all my fans in Chicago and basically all around the world, wherever, you know, I'm performing at, and they cancel me. Um, I don't know why they canceled the show. I never heard of a show being canceled because of rumors. I guess it's the first time for everything, so I apologize to you guys. And in the meantime, I'm going to try to get to the bottom line of it as far as my lawyers are concerned. Oh, boy. See exactly what happened and why I was canceled. It's a wrap. Why was R. Kelly wearing a Casanova two times? Hattie? That's what I said yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I said, why was he wearing Casanova? Casanova. Hat? Hey, Cas, why R. Kelly wearing your hat, bro? I don't know. You better get on Instagram and denounce him right now, and you better Mm-mm. put hashtag uh, mute R. Kelly. Boom, boom. Right now, Cas. It's not boom, boom. He don't want to be a boom. Casanova <laughs> right now. <laughs> Go hashtag mute R. Kelly right now, Cas. Why was he wearing your hat? Now, Ashley Judd, in the meantime, is suing Harvey Weinstein, and that is for defamation and sexual harassment. She says that he damaged her career by getting her blacklisted from movie roles. She was actually supposed to be in Lord of the Rings, and he hurt her chances of getting that role and said that uh, she was one of the first women to go public about his sexual misconduct. And she said, in a desperate attempt to escape, she engaged in a mock bargain with him, suggesting she would consider letting him touch her only if she won an Academy Award in one of his films. He said, when you get nominated. And she said, no, when I win. And that's when she left the room. So she's suing for damages, and she says she will donate that money to charity. All right. 
Now let's talk about Meek Mill. He is now free to start doing shows outside of Philadelphia. This is surprising. That's good. This is surprising. The That's judge great. has actually amended the order regarding his bail conditions, and he now has approval to travel outside of Pennsylvania's Montgomery County, and that's for business activities. He has to submit his travel plans 72 hours in advance to his probation department, and he does have to still submit to at least one urine test per month as well. And he can also live in Montgomery County Aside from just uh, Philadelphia yeah, that's, County. That's great. Well, go get this. Go get the summer booked, me. I'm sure it's booked go, go, already. Go get your show. I'm your sure show it's booked schedule already. booked up. Now I'm I'm surprised that judge allowed him to do that. Does that mean she's easing up a little bit, or what does that mean? The man got to make a living at the end of the day. You can't have the man on probation and tell him I to agree. get a job, and his job is making music. We're just surprised that this particular judge, yeah, this judge doesn't even that want him out. Everything from him finally said, "Okay, go do this." This is mm. surprising, but hey, take it, run. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne! Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Um, I'd like Ronnie from Jersey Shore to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a little word with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we'll do that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey, other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitch. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, Mr. Ed Sheeran, uh, donkey of the day for Tuesday, May 1st, goes to Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Now, we are in the midst of the Times Up and Me Too movement, and some men have gotten the memo, uh, some men haven't. Now, I, I know the focus of Times Up and Me Too has been sexual assault, but let's not act like domestic violence isn't something that has been plaguing women in this country forever. And Ronnie, unfortunately, is one of these guys contributing to that plague. Now, I don't follow Jersey Shore. I have not a clue of what's going on. I know they just bought the show back, but I wasn't into it when they were in their prime, and I'm damn sure not into it now. Okay, Jersey Shore reuniting is like old boy bands getting back together. It's like a 98 Degrees reunion, an sync reunion, a Backstreet Boys reunion. Like, you'll hear about it and be like, oh. And then you realize you really don't care, so you're like, oh. That's how I feel about the Jersey Shore reunion. But I do know Ronnie and his baby mama, Harley, have been dating for about a year. And she just had a baby girl in April. And they were going at it on Instagram on Sunday when Ronnie alleged in a series of posts that his girlfriend was keeping sex videos with an ex. Let me read some of what Ronnie wrote. Note to self, can't turn a natural born hoe Mm -mm. into a housewife. And he put capital letters in hoe and housewife. If you find him in the gutter, then leave them in the gutter. Not all people can be saved when they are so far gone. All you can say is you did your best and keep it moving. Hashtag facts. Hashtag yeah, buddy. Now, I don't know if this young lady Harley was or is indeed a hoe, but if she is, poor Ronnie is learning a valuable lesson. And it's a lesson at his age he should have learned already. And that lesson is you can't save these hoes. That's Jesus' job. Now, in a follow-up post, Ronnie posted a poll, and he asked fans to vote yes or no to this question. If your significant other keeps sex videos of their ex, shouldn't they show enough respect to delete them, especially after being in a new relationship for over a year? Hashtag give me your thoughts. By the way, that's a great Breakfast Club topic question. Producers, can you write that down, please? Uh, And yes, that young lady should have deleted those sex videos from uh, another man out of her phone. I mean, come on, Holly. All right, you and Ronnie have a child together. There is no reason to have sex videos of your ex in your phone, okay? Like, are you going back to reference them? Are you going back to reminisce? You have to think how Ronnie feels. Y'all been together a year. How do you know they were in there? Because Ronnie saw him. I mean, but he was looking through a phone. I'm going to get to all of that. Uh, Okay, now, now, I'm sure Ronnie hopes he's satisfying 
Harley sexually, but clearly he's not if he's still got sex videos of your old bae in your phone. That's how mistakes happen, by the way, because you're in a great relationship, but you got those videos of old bae in your phone, so you start watching old bae, and you start thinking about old bae. You start thinking about how old bae blew your back out, so you text old bae, and then old bae hits you back, and you and old bae get to talking. Next thing you know, you're creeping over to old bae's house, and before you know it, old bae's seasoning is all over your face, okay? Well, baby mama didn't take kindly to Ronnie's post because Harley replied to Ronnie on her IG story and said, can't turn a cokehead into a father. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> and by the way, you can turn a cokehead into a father. You know how? You do that by letting said cokehead stick his penis in you and shoot your club up. It's not complicated. She also said that Ronnie threatened to send her sex videos to her grandma and her son. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, her Ronnie. Send that video to grandma, okay, and get your feelings hurt because grandma will look at it and say, I see why you still got this video in your phone, baby. Call me next time. Let granny teach you how to back up on that stick the right way. And why the hell would you send that to her son? You're not going. First of all, you're not going to embarrass a woman by sending out her sex tape like scoopity whoop. Who cares? Okay. Now that I have given y'all context to this relationship, let's go back to yesterday, Monday, on a day when women were getting R. Kelly out the paint finally for being an alleged predator. All these years, okay. After all these years, they was getting R. Kelly out the paint. Ronnie was on IG Live being a different kind of dirtbag, the kind that commits domestic violence. Now, this isn't a matter of hearsay. Uh, this isn't she say. Uh, this isn't a rumor. Okay, we all witnessed this because Harley was on Instagram Live and Ronnie decided to confront oh boy. her yet again about the picture of old bae seasoning that ass. And then this happened. You want to film? Let's zoom in. Let's zoom in. Look. Oh, yeah, look at that. Zoom oh, that's great. Ooh, yeah. First of all, you should never assault a woman. Second of all, you should never assault a woman on Instagram Live. Ronnie, we can see you. Okay, we can hear you, all right? We know exactly why you did it, when you did it, and who you did it to. You just can't let your emotions get the best of you. And this is a prime example of moving off emotion. There are times that you have to stop caring, okay? You have to turn off all emotions and feelings just to protect yourself from getting hurt or so you don't hurt somebody. Now, I don't know how I would handle my woman having a sex video of her ex still in her phone, but I do know that I'm not going to ruin my life or livelihood uh, by putting hands on her and definitely not going to commit the crime of domestic violence via Instagram, live for the whole world to see. Okay? Ronnie, don't go chasing DV on IG. Just stick to the GTL that you're used to. Please give Ronnie from Jersey Shore the biggest hee-haw, please. <laughs> How would you handle that situation, though? Ask her to delete it. Yeah. I mean, that's all. That's it, it right? Is, yeah. What's the it big should deal? be that simple. It should really be that simple. Well, be, hey, that's uncomfortable just, for me. It would be me. more than just to delete it. We'd have to have a conversation why you still got this video in your phone. She might not have even it's thought only been about a year. it. Yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got like, videos. Who cares? I mean, she it, might not even ever have looked at it again and even known it was in her phone. Yeah, I got videos and pictures in my phone that's you. old that I, didn't, I, I don't know was in there right now. And if that was the case, yeah, just, just delete it. Let's keep it's it moving. It's not that serious. Just delete it, please. Thank you. And please, don't hit your woman. And please, definitely don't hit her while IG Live is rolling. No, don't, Facebook hit, don't, live. Don't, don't hit her at all. I said that in the beginning, but definitely don't hit her if the IG Live is on or the Facebook Live. Like, my, Jesus Christ. My goodness. 
All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. When we come back, Royster59 will be joining us. Of course, ex-Slaughterhouse member. Uh, ex- tied to Shady. He's an ex-Slaughterhouse Signed to Shady. Well, there's no more Slaughterhouse. Well, no more Slaughterhouse. So, he got a tattoo? Yeah, so? Well, mm. we'll talk to him about it when we come back. That was it's, his group. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Royce the Five Nine. Yo, my brother Royce. How are you, sir? Up, sir? Good. How you feeling? Why do you rap so much, Royce? Why do I rap what so you mean? much? Yes, Royce is a rapping ass guy. <laughs> That's what he does. No, he raps. He's from that era you where you new, rap. New project coming out, the Book of Ryan. Yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out May fourth. Thank you for that too, man. What? That's like your. That's like Charlemagne's version of a compliment. <laughs> why, why do you rap so much? You started off a little why, weird. Why, why do you rap so much? Why do you rap no, because so think about it. Think about all the dope lyricists that are out here. Uh-huh. We're always wondering. They don't put out enough content. Mm-hmm. Royce puts out more than enough. He just put out the album, a, a part two album with the premiere. Yep, with Prime Two. Prime mm-hmm. Two came out. Um, what, like a month, two months ago, a month ago. Also did the bar exam in the summer. Bar exam. See what course, I'm saying? Like mixtape series. So once again, why do you rap so much, Royce? <laughs> you got to kind of keep up, right? I mean, this is like what the kids are doing. They're not even like. They're not even like. They're not even like mixing their shit at this point. It's just like they're just like recording it, put it out. But are you focused on the kids, or, or you? Or is that the audience that you're trying to gain as well? Not necessarily. I mean, I'm just. It's. it's I kind of realized that that uh, the internet is noisy because of the kids. Mm. So my job as a veteran is to figure out how to cut through the noise. Mm-hmm. And um, never been one of those guys that's like into like gimmicks and trying to come up with some corny to do to gain attention. Mm-hmm. Anytime I ever wanted to garner attention, I've always just wrapped my way into right. any conversation, whatever. It's just always, always, always been the raps for me, so. What is somebody, somebody that you like now that we'd be surprised? Like, damn, Royce likes that rapper? I like a lot of people. <laughs> I like a lot of people. I hate a lot of that, shit, but I like <laughs> I like a lot of people. Um, man, who would I like that you guys would be surprised about? Um, I like Uzi. Uh, okay, that doesn't surprise me. Uzi, no, does, does yeah. especially if you ever seen Uzi's show. Uzi is like you, sometimes it's like it's not always about the bars. It's like if you can, especially as an artist, when you can tell that somebody is good at what they do, mm-hmm. there's a level of respect there. Mm. Need some talent. Yeah, yeah, I respect talent. Well, well, why the title Book of Ryan? Um, it's my most autobiographical project to date. Um, you know how Jay-Z, when he came out, when he did Reasonable Doubt, he said it took him basically his entire life up to that point to write that album. Mm -hmm. This is that album for me. This is like, explains exactly who I am. Why? Mm. Why so personal? I stopped drinking six years ago. Fully? Completely? Fully, fully. Not even a sip? Okay. Not even a sip. Six years for you, ten years for Marshall. Ten years for Marshall. Ten years for Marshall, yeah. Shout out to Marshall. I, um... I just started doing all this reflecting. I started getting all these memories. I started going to therapy. And it just is like walking out of therapy, I started feeling like, damn, man, I feel good getting all this stuff off my chest. Why don't I do it creatively? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just like... And plus, it's, it's, it's easier for me to get past it if I can just get it out. There's a lot of personal stuff that I feel like made me who I am today, good and bad. Mm-hmm. If I can just get it off my chest, I can move on. I probably will never do another album as personal. No need to. Has been has therapy been a constant in your life or? Now, yeah, yeah. How often do you go? Got it. Got to do at least tw- once or twice a week. I go once a week. Yeah, I go uh, every Friday at three. Black people, man, we don't get t- we don't 
we don't get the tools. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know about therapy. We grow up thinking it's, like, corny, like, if we realize how much it helped. Oh, we grew up normalizing uh, a lot of trauma we might have been through. Like, it's almost like when you're black, mm -hmm. you got to deal with it. I deal with it. You know? Bro, I did not know until I started going to therapy how messed up I was. Me neither. <laughs> what, what, what made you decide to start going to therapy? I just started going just for drinking, you know, because I stopped drinking. And I realized that I was kind of powerless over it, and I just needed help, you know. And I didn't want to. I'm not a big AA guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, AA. I, I don't. I'm not an advocate against it. Mm-hmm. You know, I will go, mm -hmm. but I don't swear by it the way that I do therapy. Mm -hmm. It just helps me more. Like the one-on-one -on -one setting, learning about yourself, mm -hmm. feeling comfortable with the person you're talking to. I go to AA, I kind of leave out feeling a little bit sad, depending on what meeting I'm at and what city I'm in. Because <laughs> you hear people's stories and you just I feel bad that. for them. And, and you, know you realize you're you further along than a lot of people that you might be in the circle yeah, with. Yeah, it's like, man, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as I thought. <laughs> what, made, what made you give it, stop uh, drinking alcohol? What, what was the thing that said I gotta stop, or was it court ordered? Nah, what? <laughs> <laughs> God, damn. Yo, I got court ordered to stop drinking though before. <laughs> I got court ordered, but um, once I got to the point where I really was over it, where I felt like, yo, I don't want to be this person no more, it was very easy. Cause I really like, I went home. Marshall put me in this hospital. And I started seeing this therapist and never thought about having a drink since. That's interesting because uh, Eminem's been sober 10 years. You got, you've got you been sober six, so... Almost was six. He, was he one of those people that really helped you get on the right track? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in... A, I think we talked about this last time I was here. We were just sitting in the studio just chilling one day, talking off topic, and he just was out of nowhere. It was like, yo, you know if you ever feel like you got a problem, you can call me, right? And I was like, a problem with what? He was like drinking. I was like, oh, shit, Okay. And I didn't know if he was, like, trying to tell me subliminally that he felt like I had a problem. Like, hey, you know you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was like, okay, man, thanks, man. That's that's good to know. And then one day I was here. I was in New York. I was in a hotel room, and I just woke up. Spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I always believed in God. But, you know, like, this feeling that I had that came over me, it was just like, it was spiritual. Mm -hmm. It was spiritual. It was like, all right, it's time. That must be great over? for the family, too, with your wife and kids and everything to have you. Yeah, we getting there. We getting there. <laughs> we getting there. It's, it's a tough. It's tough, but we getting there. Yes, I was hungover. You was hungover when you were? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so you sure it wasn't one of those, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, I mean, nah. Time proved. Time proved yeah. that that's right. what it was. Six years later. Yeah. Almost six yeah. years later. Now, what about the people around you? Because, I mean, do you have to move them around you if they drink? Because that could be a bad influence if they on top of you. They drinking every time you looking like I be. As far as family, like, my wife never really drank anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's the main thing. Right. That's the main thing. So we got that out the way. All of my closest friends, like, they started out, let's say Slaughterhouse, for instance. Mm -hmm. Like, when I got in the studio with them, they was, like, hiding liquor bottles and <laughs> I'm like, bro, that makes it worse. Mm -hmm. mm. Y'all treating me like I'm being handled right now. Right. I want you to be you. Let me be me. Do you regret uh, your Slaughterhouse tattoo? Because Slaughterhouse is a rap now. <laughs> is Slaughterhouse just, a rap? Since you just yeah. mentioned Slaughterhouse. Sky, man. <laughs> he tied it in good. He tied it in good. Joe Budden retired. Crooked Eye said Slaughterhouse is a rap. Haven't heard from Joel. Nah, man. I don't I don't um I don't regret it at all. I mean it's it's a chapter in my life. It's mm -hmm. a chapter in the book. Mm -hmm. It's a chapter in the book. I love it. We had great we had a great time. We had a fun time. Have you spoken to Joe Button recently? No, I have not. After everything he said about Eminem, so that's kind of... Uh, oh, yeah, I, I spoke to him after that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't spoke to him recently, but I did talk to him after that. I didn't, like, make a special call to call him about it, but mm -hmm. we ended up on the phone about something else, and he brought it up, and uh, he asked me how I feel about it. I told him how I felt about it. How, how do you feel about it? 
I felt like he went too far. I feel like he's entitled to his opinion. It's just the verbiage. It's the difference between me saying, yo, I ain't really feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And saying, that trash, throw it in rice. It's like, bro, you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to him. Or make it seem like it was a gimmick. Yeah, like, you know, you using the plight of black people. It's like, if you feel that way and if it really concerns you like that, that's something you should reach out about. You know what I'm saying? Using a public forum to do that, I personally felt like it was going too far. At the end of the day, he's going to do what he wants to do. He's, he's grown. We got more with Royce to 5'9". When we come back, let's get into a joint off of his album. This one features J. Cole. It's Bob Boat. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Royce to 5'9 is here. Charlemagne? I, I was listening to Joe's podcast this week. He said the problem with Slaughterhouse is uh, more so business. And if y'all would get off shady... And Slaughterhouse could really prosper. He said he feel like if y'all was like on Empire or something, y'all would go record an album like tomorrow together. Here's the problem with that. Okay. He used the word business. Now, when you're talking about four different people, maybe those four individuals may have different ways that they prefer to do business. Mm-hmm. Let me just speak on how I like to do business. Right. Okay, first of all, I introduced these to Marshall. I brought them to shape. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't like getting into contracts with people and then one day just up and saying, you know what? I don't think I like this no more. Let me me go somewhere else and get some money somewhere else. That's not business to me. That's like some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't agree with that. What prevents everybody from going and recording if they wanted to now? He just told you. What, the business of it? Joe's sentiment is, I'm not rapping with the group unless we leave Shady and go somewhere else because we can get money somewhere else. So that's pretty much where we're at with it. What happened to the Glasshouse album? We never finished it. I oh. mean, it's 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 almost it's almost done. Like just like mixed the majority of the songs, and there was like a few verses, like it was a few Joe verses where he felt like he was touching on from like in the past that he could have updated. I f- certainly feel like I could update like a few things, and I feel like we can just add a couple songs and it'll be ready to go. But we can't find a time where everybody is willing to get together. And record it and get it done. Oh, so the Glasshouse Project is y'all fault. I thought that it was done, but Shady didn't want to put it out. That's because you're listening to Joe's podcast. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is so a fact. So clearly he just wants nothing to do with Shady anymore now because of whatever situation. He never told me that. But that's what it feels like. But that's kind of what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Maybe, you know, maybe next time I talk to him, I can find out. I always wondered, is it complicated having somebody like Joe in a group? Because he is media now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that should be in-house get broadcasted before y'all may even have a, a, a discussion about it. It's difficult. It's difficult being friends with somebody like that. You know, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. I, I started out getting real offended when Joe was doing that. And I had to tell myself, like, yo, why are you taking this so personal? Offended at what part? Pretty much everything he was doing. Everything he was doing in regards to Anytime he mentioned my name, I didn't like it. I didn't like I didn't like how it came up. I didn't like, you know, like I'm a businessman. They're just rapping. You know what I mean? Like I don't like none of that. Yeah, shit. yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because it's it's semantics to me. It's like Joe is real comfortable in the space of him him against the machine. You know, like he he feels comfortable in that lane and he feels comfortable painting that picture for the fans. And it's that's not always the case. How many times did you call Joe and say, yo, let's have this conversation? It's not really nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not really nothing to talk about because Slaughterhouse is a very organic thing. It's a, we started out rapping. Nobody had to force nobody to rap. Nobody had to twist nobody's arm. I don't want Joe rapping because I'm asking him to. Right. I want him to want to do it. I don't want him to. 
I don't feel like it's fair to him to ask him to do anything he's going to feel uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to him to tell him how he should do business. If that's how he chooses to do business, I support him as his friend. I may not agree with it, but I support him as his friend, and we can move on. We can agree to disagree, and we can move on. I always wanted to know how, where, like, because you're in a tough predicament, right? Because M is your guy, right? Mm-hmm. But Joe is your guy. But then you introduce Joe to Eminem. Mm-hmm. And then when he talks bad about Eminem, it puts you kind of in that middle line, like, what the do I do? Like, how do you speak to M and be like, I still speak to this guy, but he went at you. You know what I mean? How, how does that put you? I don't really straddle the fence, really. M is my friend, like, before rapping. Like, we raised each other in this music he helped me get sober. He put me in the business. Joe, I met in the business. I love Joe. I got a lot of love for Joe. I told Joe how I felt about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told him that he crossed the line with me. We agreed to disagree, and we keep it going. I am not neutral. I'm not a neutral person. That's just not how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not the guy that's breaking up the fight. You be responsible for what you say, <laughs> and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if M decides to see him and punch him in the face... That's just what the f is gonna be. What about Bizarre? <laughs> what about him? Would you let Bizarre punch him? Yeah. Why you ask me that? Because <laughs> Bizarre was beefing with. Uh, oh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With Joe too. What do you mean? Would I let him? Like the same way, if like Bizarre decided he wanted to punch Joe, would you break it up, or would you get in between them, or you just be like, or would I you got, film it? I, I, <laughs> would you film it? You ass. <laughs> I got in. Um, I got in Bizarre's DM and asked him respectfully if he could chill. Just because, that see, that's different because I don't like to see the whole public feuding thing back and forth. I mm-hmm. feel like we did that already, especially me and Bizarre. It's like, my brother, we made ourselves look like fools doing this. Like, we know the ending to this movie. I'm not asking you how to feel. If you feel a way about them and you really feel like you want to do something about it, just do it. But not the public public thing, making all of us look a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Couldn't y'all just replace Joe? Like, you know, yeah, like, just keep Slaughterhouse treat moving. Joe like Tyrese and just find, like, another member of, like, Slaughterhouse? Like, <laughs> just go replace him? Just yeah, find another just, light-skinned rapper? I'm sure it's another dope-ass lyricist the out Uzi there. Bert. No, shut up. <laughs> See, the one thing about Joe is, like, he, um, he kind of makes me mad sometimes, but if you just want to be honest about it, there's only one Joe. Oh, right? yeah, he's necessary. There's only one Joe. So it's like, you take the good you take the good and the bad with Joe when you accept him. Like I didn't like Joe when I met him. Like when we first got in the group. He did an interview with you. I didn't like you either for a second. I know you told me. <laughs> you told me. Damn. I was just young. I was just young. <laughs> you told me. I love Envy now, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so y'all did that interview and y'all were talking about the battle that I lost that I didn't know I was battling. I got suckered into. But thank Royce God lost, I did Royce it. Lost a battle? Yo, I didn't know I was in a battle. Who was you battling? Mr. I never Fab. heard this. Mr. Fab. Oh. You remember back in the day? It was a long time. Mr. Fab is a is an amazing freestyler. Mm-hmm. I can't freestyle. So Chuck from All Hip Hop told me that I was coming and we were just going to rap verses and we're going to have judges judge the verses. So I'm rapping shit off my album and he tearing my ass up. I'm like, man, what the hell is going on? <laughs> they got you. Yeah, they got me. So, um, so yeah, so Joe, so you and Joe had that interview and he was talking about how terrible I looked in the battle. Then he got on the record and dissed me. and it was just like damn like everybody calling me like this Joe Button dude dissing you so it was like when I finally met him when we finally got on the song like I did not like him like I was dissing him on the song we didn't get along and then once we got around each other it was like cool as hell Mm -hmm. like once you get to know him you love him to know him is to love him but you know he'll give you a lot to hate you don't you know 
I mean, his stance is that he's he's anti-industry and and y'all y'all are industry. Like Royce won't speak the truth about Eminem. <laughs> and that's funny because I don't look at Joe as an his, anti-industry person at all. Oh, he, he is. He don't want to ruin his relationship with him. What I'm trying to figure out what situation have I been in where it's like I didn't speak the truth, where I didn't speak the truth, or, or it was a situation where. I was in jeopardy of ruining my... There's nothing that can happen in this business where I can ruin my friendship. And loyalty to a person doesn't make you an industry person. It makes you a human being. Well, I'm I'm the farthest thing from industry. Right. In I, the industry. Like, you're not going to see me nowhere. I think I look at being industry as more as being disloyal to people, too. And just doing things for your own personal gain. If, you're, not, if your opinion is manipulated based off your relationship with a person, like you lie to the people. Like, say, if you're a media person mm-hmm. and you lie to the people... Based off your relationship with a person, yes. That but he is, said it's verbiage. You can say something like, I don't really, yeah, I, like, I ain't really mess with that, as opposed to being like, this is trash, it's garbage, it's the worst thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah, this is my, yeah, that's my, this, my issue is this, this narrative right here that we have. Mm-hmm. It's all semantics. It's all, it's all because he decided to use a certain verbiage, like, like you just said. It's like, nobody's asking you to like it. True. All we're saying is, you went too far with the words that you use. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. All it is, oh, he's so loyal to him, he can't really see. I'm, I didn't even tell you I liked it. <laughs> I just said you said too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just people look everywhere else, but what at the truth? Well, did you like it, Royce? I love it. Which I one? Love I don't it. know what you're talking about. You talking about the revival album? Oh no, I didn't. I like it. love it. I love it. I listen to it every day. The whole thing? I <laughs> love it. I like the song he had with Alicia Keys. That was dope. Everything else, I was just like, eh. I don't like woke Eminem. He pl- listen. He played it for me, and I told him I was like, "Yo, I thought it was a little too much singing on there." Yeah, but I mean, it was too pop for him to be such a his 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 pop artist. His lyric, see, for me, it's like this. He plays me music all the time, and it's like I like everything. I like some things better than other things. But to say that he's capable of just doing straight up trash, that's a little crazy to me. Just as a lyricist, that's a little crazy. To me. I feel like journalist Joe, media Joe, and the lyricist Joe is two different people. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing this album. The Book of Ryan. Book of Ryan. Who's Thank Ryan? you, man. That's he me. Is. That's, that's his me. real name. That's oh. Name. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought it was a voice. Well, it comes okay. out this Friday, so make sure you uh, stream it, download it, and buy it. It's going to be something. It's Royce to 5'9". It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne, the guy we are, The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Kanye. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report, rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, the making of Ye versus the People, starring Tip as the People. There's some video footage now to go along with the conversation that T.I. and Kanye had behind the scenes. And here is some of that. I just think that when you have lives lost, as artists, that gives us an obligation to stand up against all of that kind yeah. of Me putting the hat on forces an evolution because there's even for me, I know so much more in the past three days because I'm getting this energy, positive or negative, agreeing with me, disagreeing with me, and that's like sharpens the diamond and our mind, our, our consciousness, the way we're thinking, just breaking some you can't reposition that MAGA hat because Make America Great Again is not for us, okay? America was never great for minorities. The only statement as a minority you can claim is Make America Great, period, okay? And Yeezy does need to go design a new hat because that red hat is trash and the font is trash and it looks extra stupid on you when you're fat. 
All right, now here's some more of behind the scenes with Kanye and T.I. with Ye versus the people, a.k.a. in this case, T.I. Your intentions from what you tell me up here, but the direction that you yeah. took to get there is a bit unorthodox and kind of, I would say, some people would say thoughtless. If I had not done what I felt and I just thought, mm -hmm. then it would have just never happened. And when I wear that hat, it's like a fight for equality. Like, oh, I can wear this hat too. No, no man. Once God. again, I still don't understand. And it. I, listen, I've told mm -mm -mm. Kanye this a million times. Make America great again. America has never been great for minorities. So how can you? What do you? When you say make America great again, it's cold for make America white again. Now you can reposition it and say make America great, period, or make America great for everybody, but not make America so great. So many again. positive messages you could be pushing out there instead of trying to reposition something that has been negative. I don't think he but that's that, but, but that's that whole N word argument or the or the or the word bitch argument. Like that's like certain things are just negative, period. I don't know about trying to make oh, Donald Trump positive in any way. But anyway, could here be. is um Jeannie Mai from The Real. Now, congratulations to them, by the way. They won a daytime Emmy. So congratulations to the ladies from The Real for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show. Now, Jeannie Mai's ex-husband... I'm confused with this. What are you confused yeah, about? Yeah, do, do the story. So Jeannie Mai and her ex-husband, the reason they separated was because, as uh, she said, when they were dating, she didn't want to have children, and he, I guess, apparently did. Here's what she had to say when she was on The Real. When we were dating, I was always very vocal because I'll never lead a man on when I know that I didn't want to have children. We were both so young. It was like 14 years ago. I think he also thought, you know what? We're so in love. I don't want that either. And to be honest, he, he could have been happy not having ch children with me. But when you see, when you physically see how a man is with a child and if the man really desires to be a father and you know that you are that block, you just don't feel right about yourself. And she does want him to be happy, and she said that time and time again. Here's Jeannie Mai talking about wishing the most happiness after they divorced. Honestly, in my list of prayers, I pray happiness for him every single day. Yeah. And I pray because he's, you know, he's getting at the age where I'm like, now, like at some time, right. I just yeah. pray for love. And I pray for that happening because he'd be an amazing dad, dude. And he is having a baby. So just six months Ooh. after their split, uh, his girlfriend. He posted, if you see me in the last six months, you have seen me not able to wipe a crazy grin off my face because of a beautiful woman who captured my heart. And in the last four months, I've been walking on the clouds because of the thought of us having a miracle of our own. And yesterday, my heart about burst out of my chest when we found out about our precious child would be our precious daughter. But didn't so, they just break up six months ago? Uh, they broke up. Uh, yeah, six months ago, and then he said about in the last four months he found out, so I guess it happened uh, pretty quickly. He clearly very badly wanted to have children, and she understood that, and they had a conversation about it. So, But he has a girlfriend. Yeah, well, that's she who he's having a baby she, with. She couldn't have kids or something? She didn't want She didn't want kids. She didn't want kids. Oh. But I was just confused yeah, she decided how they, that 14, she didn't want to have kids. Yeah, okay. no, I was just confused how they broke up six months ago and he got somebody pregnant already. That's fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe she announced it six months ago, but they were already broken up before that. Now nah, that makes it's sense. Possible. Okay. Now, in the meantime, the rumor is that Black China is pregnant. I don't know how true this is, but a source <sighs> is telling page six that she's pregnant with her 18-year-old uh, boyfriend, YBN Almighty J's baby. Oh, boy. So, I don't know, but that would mean a baby with Tiger. Then, uh, you know, obviously she has Dream with Rob, and then this would be her third child. I'm confused at this, too. How old is Black China? Isn't she, like, what, 39? 29. 40, oh. Okay. Sound like a lot of mismanagement of the vagina to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if you black China, you could be out here sleeping with these ball players. you know what I'm saying, these rappers that's really making money. All I hear is a lot of mismanagement of the vagina. She might on. love, homie. She might. All right. 
All right. Don't pay the bills. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that okay. is your rumor report. All right. All right, Revolt. We'll see what you guys to tomorrow. A real bird, man. What you, these new, these new thotties ain't like the old thotties. You still want the old thotties? Right. The old thotties knew how to get them dudes with them three hundred million dollar contracts, man. You are a bird. Thank God you're not a girl. I'm just saying. My goodness. God dang. He has potential though. Mismanagement of the vagina is at an all time high out here in these streets. My goodness. All right. People's Choice mixes up next. Of course, we're gonna start it off with the her joint featuring Chris Brown. Focus. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.